Bill had some of Cal's fire. That ship of mine is twice as good as Cal's. One of these days, Georgia, I'm gonna sign up young Bradley and make a star out of him. You mean you'd like to have him race for you? Why not? He's the coming bet of the country today. And with him at my sticks, we'd lead the field. I build him best, he flies him best. Say! Speed's frown went away under the light of sudden inspiration. Why don't you persuade him? George's glance was meant to be withering, but at that instant the ship flashed across the starting line and captured all of Speed's attention. Five hundred feet up, Cal Bradley looked to the right and left to assure himself that the other two contestants were regularly spaced out behind him and shot the gun up into its last notch. The 300-horsepower engine chattered and clanked and sent 440 feet of air behind it in the space of a single second. 300 miles an hour, and the airspeed indicator was creeping even higher. It was good to have a live motor in front of him, a sensitive stick in his fingers, and a hurtling plane around him. Up ahead, there were pylons to turn and wind currents to fight, but they were still ahead. Right now, Cal Bradley was perfectly content to sit in his cockpit and fly. Directly to the rear, Smoke Gregory was hurling his Jupiter aircraft ship into Cal's wake. Third in line came Bill Conklin in the Kyle Eagle. Ahead of them, the checkered pyramid, which was pylon one, was looming. Cal settled himself on the cushion his parachute made and prepared for the vertical, which would soon be his lot. He spared the briefest glance to the rear to make certain of his airway and saw that Smoke Gregory in the Jupiter ship was gaining. It was apparent that Jupiter aircraft was out to win the day. Jupiter was like that. If their ship wasn't fast enough, the contestants had to beware severed control wires and graphite-filled crankcases. Pylon 1 loomed to Cal's left, a great checkered tower marking the first lap of the course. Cal's engine was booming, and his plane was traveling at a little over 310. Gritting his teeth against the unconsciousness which would be his in an instant, he slapped his ship into a steep vertical and went around. He felt himself crushed against his parachute. Everything went black as the centrifugal force dragged the blood away from his head. But it was always that way, and almost before he realized what he did, the plane was level once more and heading for Pylon 2 at five miles a minute. The fields below dissolved into a monotone of green. Only the clouds above were distinguishable. The motor, heating up, dropped a note in pitch. Unconsciousness again, right side up again, and Cal was heading for Pylon 3 and the field. Behind him, coming closer, was the Jupiter ship with Gregory's black hood showing above the motor cowl. Cal's plane had skidded on a turn and was losing rapidly. And then Cal Bradley heard his engine's mighty song drop another notch in tone. He cast worried eyes at the panel and saw that his oil was getting hot. He was losing speed, and behind him, Gregory's cowl grew large. The field was becoming more distinct. Cal could see the grandstand with its rows of upturned faces and its fluttering pennants. He could see the ships on the line, the hundreds of them from every part of the country and globe. He could even see the oil trucks where the refueling was done. The roar of his engine was dimming rapidly, and his eyes narrowed until only a slit of blue could be seen through his goggles. His hand on the stick was white. A flash of color to the left caught Cal's attention. It was Gregory, drawing abreast of him full gun. And while his glance still lingered, Cal saw that Gregory was about to cut diagonally across Cal's nose. Cal tensed, knowing too well what his own immediate fate would be. If his plane was caught in the area of disturbed air behind the Jupiter ship, he would crash. 
It was not until then that Cal remembered George's premonition and remembered it too late. He felt his stick loosen in his fingers. The nose of his plane went down. The ground grew twisty and brown through the arc of his propeller. Without having time to think, Cal yanked back on his stick and sent the racing ship hurtling straight up toward the sun. But no plane built so light could withstand the terrific pressure on its wings. 800 feet above the ground, spinning straight up, the plane shed its right wing in a shower of splinters. Cal's fingers went to his belt and snapped the buckle open. His legs fought against the ship's motion. The ship turned and headed downward at a speed over 200 miles an hour. With something like a prayer, Cal Bradley flung himself away from his shattered plane and pulled the ripcord of his chute at the same instant. No time here to count to three. The ground was hazy with nearness. The brown gravel was a racing blur beneath. Cal felt himself rolling over and over through space. Something slithered out behind him, and then he fell...